This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm your host, Shannon Evans. Tonight's episode is titled Ghosts and Legend, Tourism, and the CVB. The American public has been fascinated by the paranormal long before Long Cheney's silent movies or the advent of the popular Ghostbuster films made famous by Dan Aykroyd. The more modern movies like Poltergeist in 1982, Child's Play in 1988, Silent Hill in 2006, The Possession in 2012, and of course, back in my high school years, the Amityville Horror of 1979, are all based on actual reported supernatural hauntings. Each of these movies and the towns from which they originate have now made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars based on the macabre macabre attraction of tourists to their stories. Paranormal-themed tours and attractions are not just big business, it's huge business. It isn't always the architecture that draws the tourists. It's the spooky stories, the firsthand experiences, and the reputations of a place that draw people to those pieces of architecture. Ghost tours, ghost hunts, and private paranormal investigation packages are now funding restoration, preservation, and maintenance of national historic places and private residences and businesses around the country. Paranormal tourism is a huge economic boon to many communities, large and small, across America. Mansfield, Ohio's State Reformatory, Port Townsend, Washington's Castle Hotel, Pike Market Ghost Tours in Seattle, the Haunted Lighthouses of Door County, Wisconsin, and the West Virginia Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, all draw hundreds of thousands of visitors per year to their towns, and they're not alone. These tourists fill their hotels and restaurants and feed their towns and counties' economies. Mothman, Bigfoot, the Flatwood Monster, vampires and werewolves in Forks County, Washington, and the Boggy Creek Monster in Arkansas are financial windfalls for formerly oppressed, off-the-beaten-path rural communities. Cryptids, monsters, and haunted attractions may seem like small niche tourism, but these niche tourists and their dollars are providing the necessary funds to keep historic homes, abandoned hospitals, prisons, and schools intact and preserved, offsetting the incredible expenses often associated with their continued protection and preservation. Many, if not most, historic home tours that include a ghost or paranormal tour season, a paranormal tour season, or paranormal investigation opportunities declare these events their top moneymakers year after year. You don't have to actually believe in the paranormal to see the economic benefit of ghost paranormal tourism. Haunted paranormal tourism is a viable means 
to fund historic preservation while also filling a town's coffers with the full hotels, restaurants, coffee shops, and stores. When tourists stay in your hotels and eat in your cafes and restaurants, they spend money that eventually funds increased police departments, increased firefighters and first responders. They fund teachers, parks, and youth activities, and many other public many other public entities in a town. An investment in ghost and legends tours is an investment in our community. When those ghost and paranormal tourists come to visit our town and have a wonderful experience, they then share it with others, creating the knock-on effect and more increased tourism. We already have eco-slash-hunting tourism that's growing. We have cultural and heritage tourism related to our plethora of antebellum homes. So why not build on that and build back up what once was Columbus Ghost and Legends Tours and take advantage of the ghosts and legends associated with our town, its home, its homes, <clears throat> and its rich history of tall tales and ghost stories handed down generation after generation in the various homes, buildings, and cemeteries that we have locally. Because our current and thankfully outgoing director of the Columbus Convention and Visitors Bureau apparently wants nothing to do with the previous tours that always sold out. The, in, the entire highly successful Ghost and Legends tour appears to have disappeared soon after Nancy Carpenter took over in 2011. While the underfunded but always ambitious Columbus Arts Council appears to have attempted to revive it, COVID uh, appears to have taken, blah, 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 sorry. COVID appears to have decimated what was left of the Ghost and, tour and Legends Tour. It would appear that none of the haunted antebellum homes have participated in this tour since 2018. What types of promotional designs drive visitors to such an event as the Ghost and Legends Tour in Columbus and other towns? Usually, notoriety and the following influx of tourism is derived from film, such as on TV and YouTube and other popular media like Netflix drives people to, to a town that has a place of notoriety. Getting featured on shows like Haunted History, Most Haunted, My Haunted House, Paranormal Witness, or Ghost Stalkers helps haunted homes, businesses, and their associated communities achieve celebrity. And often cult status and instant stardom on apps like TripAdvisor. Entire economies are developed around paranormal tourism. Recently, a significant YouTuber in the paranormal field and a documentary filmmaker in the cryptid field independently approached the Columbus CVB to ask for information, contacts, and local facilities 
for ho ho hosting their teams for two different projects related to their research. They received no response from the CVB. After multiple emails each to the director, Nancy Carpenter, they both followed up with phone calls to the CVB. Messages were left for Carpenter and no return calls ever came. Now, to be clear, both teams explained they had significant audience size, multi -million, multiple millions, and funding specifically for their projects that would be spent locally. Further, they explained using market studies and market plans the potential increased financial impact on the community of their after their work in Columbus. Crickets. Their efforts were ignored. They sent studies that shared how similar work had brought in over $300 million in additional dollars to the similar-sized antebellum town of Savannah, Georgia, and had brought $14.5 million ghost tourism visitors annually to Savannah. Still crickets. One of the documentarians heard this podcast and reached out to Tom Bigby Tail to voice their frustration and to ask what they could do to get things rolling in Columbus. The team at Tom Bigby Tales began making phone calls to homeowners, the mayor, and others in the community, and they were, were all eager to help these young filmmakers and YouTubers make their film and get into places where our town's history has happened. We spent two entire days at Friendship Cemetery, where they learned Columbus was a hospital town to the blue and the gray, and we hosted Decoration Day here. They touched the hand of the weeping angel and learned about the beloved Reverend Teasdale of First Baptist Church of Columbus. They saw Mrs. Monroe's crypt and, of course, had to ask after her, as many of us did as children. They walked between the headstones of the Confederate dead and were struck with the impact this must have had on such a small town far from the battlefield of Shiloh to house so many of the sons of the United States who fell in battle. We visited Wisteria Place, and they learned that Columbus was once thought to be in Alabama and learned of former Governor Cannon who lived there. They learned of a duel and saw the oldest Wisteria vine in town, and they met lovely people who owned this home, and they began to fall in love with the town and, of course, its people. They visited an antebellum home under complete renovation called the Chandler Beckett Home formerly the Haley Reeves home, and got to see firsthand how wood fireplaces and baseboards were marbleized by expert artists and learned about the amount of love, time, dollars, and sweat that goes into preserving such a place. They saw Snowden's porch, where Jefferson Davis gave a speech in his nightshirt, allegedly, and they learned about Baskerville Manor, a home one in a poker game. They heard our stories and they met our people on the street and in our stores, homes, and restaurants. They toured Sandfield and saw the discrepancy in the cemetery there compared to the cemetery at Friendship. But now they're working hard for the next week to finish their films and then go home to do the arduous task of editing what they have into a documentary and to some YouTube podcasts about our town's ghosts and legends that will reach millions of people 
And these films will now come from young people who have come to love our little town and our people. But to think none of this almost came into existence because one person, the current director of the Columbus Visitors Bureau, Nancy Luke Carpenter, couldn't be bothered to answer emails or phone calls from two teams of filmmakers and podcasters from as far away as Wisconsin who wanted to invest their time, money, and creative energy into our town and to tell its story about our ghosts and our legends and now our people. I'm Shannon Evans. Please like, follow, and subscribe and share this podcast. To learn more about the homes mentioned in this episode, please like and follow the Historic Home Tours of Columbus, Mississippi on Facebook. And if you see either of these teams out this week making their films and interviewing people, buy them a coffee and thank them. I'll update their links in the show notes once their projects are complete. Thank you. And this is the Tom Bigby Tales. Until next time.